Hi, my name is Bryce Carlin, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the city of Philadelphia. The city of Philadelphia. The city of Philadelphia was in fact not the city that invented cream cheese. One fun fact about Philadelphia is that it is the mural capital of the U.S., with over 2,000 murals. Philadelphia is very well known for its art and historical monuments, including the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, Congress Hall, and many more. But the thing we have heard all about in Philadelphia is Quakerism. In this podcast today, I will focus on Quakerism and the racial tensions in the city throughout history, and whether Philadelphia should still be considered the city of brotherly love. The city was named this by William Penn after arriving in Philadelphia. Penn wanted it to be a place of friendly culture and freedom of worship, thus naming it the city of brotherly love. Quakerism was one of the largest parts of Philadelphia, and still is. Quakerism started in Philadelphia when William Penn arrived in 1682. William Penn was drawn to the Quaker lifestyle even though his father was heavily involved in Irish estates. He appreciated the simplicity of the lifestyle and the need to provide relief for victims of persecution. He decided to fully commit to Quakerism in 1672, even though his father was very much against it. When Penn arrived in Philadelphia in 1682, he signed many treaties with the Indians in Philadelphia. The treaties he signed established tolerance and human rights with Lenape chief Tominadet. Penn wanted to use this land to provide a refugee for Quakers. When he was granted Delaware as well as Pennsylvania, he hoped Quakers and other persecuted people would come to his land in search of religious tolerance. He wanted to create a government that had similar Quaker beliefs and ideas. While the Constitution he wrote was seemingly loose with many government ideals, it included a frame of amending clause, allowing him to make changes whenever he needed. He established successful relationships with the Delaware Indians and spoke to the proprietor of Baltimore to establish a boundary between the two states. In 1684, the first leaves began to arrive in Philadelphia. Penn organized the first ever protest against slavery in the New World. He did this by organizing the Germantown Petition Against Slavery. Anti-slavery was present in Philadelphia for a very long time. In 1775, the American Anti-Slavery Society was established by William Lloyd Garrison in Philadelphia. He was the first black mayor in Philadelphia. As for Quakers in general, it had a large presence in Philadelphia because of William Penn. Philadelphia had a large fertile economy because of the Quaker merchants. They produced rapid economic growth. In 1754, when the French and Indian War began, Many Quakers in Philadelphia were willing to fight, but after a visiting Quaker minister, Catherine Payton, spoke to them, they all decided to reconsider and focus on their Quaker beliefs. Many Quakers also refused to fight during the American Revolution. Some Quakers were expelled from Quaker meetings if they had decided to fight in the war. When meeting in Philadelphia for the Quaker members' yearly meeting, it was constantly brought up that slaveholding had a tendency to corrupt masters and lead them to sins. The Quaker member yearly meeting was also held in Philadelphia to discuss common practices and religious tolerance. In the 1770s, it was decided that any Quaker who bought, sold, or held slaves would be banned from membership. Slavery was not the only issue that Quakers in Philadelphia discussed heavily. They also discussed many other social issues. 
In the 18th century, they focused heavily on improving life for all of the people in the city. Quaker women in Philadelphia established the first charitable societies in the city. They founded the Society for Relief and Distress, which was created to find the inner light in every person. They also established an educational system for girls that did not receive education because they could not afford it. In 1770, the Philadelphia Society for Receiving Distressed Prisoners was created. This was created to give better conditions in the city's prisons. One change that was made was that prisoners were now allowed time during the day for silent reflection. This time was created so that prisoners could reflect on their wrongdoings and try and improve their actions in the future. In the 19th century, Quakerism was still very strong. That is until it broke out into several different branches. There were two main sides. One side was the Orthodox side, which argued that the other side was overemphasizing the belief in the inner light. The other side claimed that the Orthodox Quakers were leaving behind the traditional Quaker beliefs and focusing too heavily on the Bible. Later in the 19th century, the Quakers in Philadelphia came together on both sides to discuss ideas. There was heavy debate that led to both sides becoming even more divided. The American Friends Service Committee was a Philadelphia organization that allowed them to focus on their goal or supporting, for supporting the civil rights movement. This committee also acted to assist civilians victim to, during the World War I. The Philadelphia Yearly Meeting still happens and still plays a large role of discussing Quaker history and beliefs. I want to start now by talking about the racial tension riots that took place in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, there were many social tensions, and I want to talk, start by talking about the race riots of 1918. An African-American woman named Adele Bond moved into the predominantly white neighborhood in Philadelphia. One night in July, a large group of white people gathered outside of her house. One person threw a rock through one of her windows. To get help from the police, she shot her pistol out of her window and accidentally hit someone standing outside of her house. When the police came, many more people were shot and rioting began. The rioting kept going. The next day, William Box, an African-American man, was accused of theft. A group of white men tried to kill Box, but the police arrived on the scene and arrested Box for theft. After these two riots, they became a regular thing in Philadelphia. More and more riots were happening against African-American people every day. Another particular riot that happened in Philadelphia took place in 1964, many years later. A couple was fighting in their car and came to a stop in the intersection. Two police officers, one black and one white, pulled them over. The officers claimed that the woman in the car did not follow their orders and proceeded to drag her out of her car and arrest her. Citizens began to throw bricks at the police officers and other items as a sign of protest. Howard Tate the mayor of Philadelphia at the time, had to issue a citywide curfew. The curfew did not help, and many other riots broke out in the streets protesting the police. The police were originally ordered not to shoot at civilians, but eventually they were allowed to shoot back, causing even more damage. Another area of racial tension in Philadelphia was shown through the MOVE bombing, a very crucial part of Philadelphia's history that took place in 1985. In 1985, there were a lot of tensions between MOVE, which was a black liberation group, and the police department in Philadelphia. 
One night in mid-May, a bomb was dropped by the city on MOVE. The bomb was dropped on the houses that members of MOVE stay in. The people in MOVE all lived in a set of row homes near each other in Philadelphia. During the bombing, 11 people, women, men, and some children, were killed. One of the people who died was the founder of MOVE. Many lives were destroyed that night. Family members died and homes were destroyed, all as a sign of racial protest. This tragic event led many citizens in Philadelphia feeling uncomfortable with their government and led them to question the government's intentions. The MOVE organization was against the government. Their ideology was black revolutionary ideas as well as environmental and animal rights. They were involved in many peaceful protests. MOVE has existed for 48 years and still exists today. Citizens in Philadelphia were not very pleased with the MOVE organization. They made many claims of the organization disrupting the city, trash coming from their homes, and loud noises all the time. Mayor Wilson Good eventually evicted them. This was not a peaceful eviction and violence was used. Most of these homes are still vacant to this day. The bombing is still considered one of the worst things to happen in Philadelphia's history, yet it is largely forgotten by many today. To bring it all together, when looking at Philadelphia's history, it's quite surprising how it began versus how it is now. In early history, when William Penn arrived in the city, it was flourishing with Quakerism, people who wished for peace and wanted nothing to do with racial inequalities. But starting more heavily in the 18 and 1900s, we see these philosophies become less prevalent in the city as a whole, as riots break out and sides begin to divide. We consider this the city of brotherly love, but has this been the correct terminology throughout the years? We can look back in, on Philadelphia history as being filled with Quakers who supported the Civil Rights Act and fought against slavery, or we can look more recently at how racial tensions have taken over the city. This leaves us wondering whether it should be still be considered the city of brotherly love after all. Mm-hmm.